0: A call to live, a call to die, a call to spend your life for Jesus, here and around the world till he returns. These are the stories and conversations about God's mission and the people dedicating their life to it. I'm your host, Paul Aiken, provost and professor of missions at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. This is Amazon to the Himalayas. Welcome to Amazon to the Himalayas podcast. I'm your host, Paul Aiken. I'm excited for the launch of a new season. In this season, we're going to be focusing on different mission organizations. So if you're someone who's feeling called to serve the Lord cross-culturally, there are many options to consider. And so we want to jump in and interview 10 to 12 different mission organizations, let them share about their work and what makes them unique in terms of their ministry. I hope this season will be helpful, encouraging, and instructive for you. We're going to begin the season with an organization that I'm personally biased towards, and that is the International Mission Board of the Southern Baptist Convention. I've spent eight years of my life as an employee of the IMB, both as a missionary, but also serving in the home office in Virginia. I've also spent now more than a decade serving the IMB indirectly by helping train and send missionaries who are serving with them around the world. I love this organization and it only seemed natural for me to start with the imb i'm going to be talking today with my good friend brother john uh, brother john has worked for the imb for over 30 years he's a a gifted thinker a strategic leader and strategist he and i have served together actually on two different continents and i will forever be grateful for his impact and his influence in my life john is a senior level leader And I'm thrilled to have him on the podcast. Brother John, welcome to the podcast.
1: Well, it's great to be with you, Paul. It uh, always is a joy to see how God is using you and uh, just connecting up with you after uh, not seeing you for a while. But uh, it's just a joy to be with you today.
0: Why don't we just start by you giving us a little bit of background on the International Mission Board. How did it get started? Why did it get started? What was the original goal of the organization?
1: we're an older organization, about 178 years old. So that, that goes back a ways, but, uh, back in 1845, I think baseball was just getting organized at that point. Maybe Texas was becoming a a state and a few other things that we have learned over the years, the hearts of people in the South of the United States were Southern Baptists, were that they wanted to be able to reach people for the gospel. During that time, they they were convinced of the fact that if someone didn't have the good news of Christ, didn't have that opportunity to receive Christ and to just make themselves obedient to him, follow him in baptism, and and become a church in a place that it would limit people's Eternal life, uh, really. I think at the very heart of Southern Baptists is John three sixteen, because we know God's love and God saying to us, you know, I've sent my Son, the unique and the only Son, and I just want people to put their trust, put their faith in Him, so they move from perishing to life everlasting. Because we know that Jesus didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. And so that cosmos that that world was on our hearts in those days. Now, there are a whole lot of political circumstances and there was a lot of other tangled webs around slavery and other kinds of things, which really, uh, at the very beginning, uh, was not the driving force, but it was one of those peripheral forces that made us organize by ourselves in those times. But since then, as we've moved along, we've uh, transformed. And I think today uh, you can look at us as we're a multi ethnic organization and we uh, are. Always our doors are open for our our African-American church brothers and sisters, and we have a number of them that have served with us and continue to serve with us around the world. But right at the very heart of all of this is the sacred effort of being able to carry the gospel to the ends of the earth. Just like any set of believers, any group of churches, they want to be able to make sure that we're carrying out the great commission, which is at the heart of Jesus's instruction to all of us to make disciples of all nations.
0: Amen. So yeah, 1845, all the way to now, one of the difficult questions kind of coming out of the modern missions movement, I think is what is the relationship between the local church And the mission sending organization so i would love for you to respond kind of how how the imb sees that what what role does the local church play in sending missionaries with the imb
1: we think this is one of our distinctives because we believe that the local church is the key to the gospel mission around the world Uh, We believe that we come out of a local church, we must be sent by the local church, Uh, we must be held accountable by the local church as it works together with other local churches across an area to be able to send people to the ends of the earth. We are not an independent organization. Uh, We do have a board of, uh, of trustees, but they represent Southern Baptist churches. And so we want people to be in a church. We want people to have a church that supports them, prays for them, nurtures them, builds them up when they are, are, are into into a time when maybe, you know, they get sick or there's some other kind of catastrophe, receive them back and then send them back to do all the functions that the mission has tied to local churches, local churches set apart. And the Holy Spirit sends out from those churches, they receive back, get reports. So the local church is uh, intimately at every level involved in what we think is the New Testament way to send people to the ends of the earth.
0: What about, uh, how does your organization, you know, vet missionary candidates? What does the, the assessment and the screening process look like for new missionaries?
1: Well, it's changed a little bit from time to time, but right now we begin with a local church. Uh, we want the local church to be going through a set of uh, of in questions and getting down into the nitty-gritty of people's lives, uh, finding out what their call is about, how their call has uh, particularly come to them, and what does it mean for their uh, growth. Uh, we want them to assess whether they are actually disciples who know god's word and and are are carrying it out as i've heard others say you know just putting somebody on an airplane and transferring their geography doesn't make you a missionary you you're nurtured in So we want people to come with an identity from their church. We want their church to be involved in the development of them in local settings where they're, they're doing mission there, they're doing evangelism, they know about discipleship, and all of those things as a church does vetting. And, you know, just like in Colossians 3, Paul goes through a set of things that each one of us need to regularly go through and make sure that that our hearts are right before the Lord and in accountability with others so that everything that we would do would be done in the very name of the Lord Jesus as we go out to the places. And so churches have responsibility from there. Then uh, it comes to a a group of people uh, here at the IMB, uh, a group of people that you used to lead, actually, uh, that help people figure out how to deploy. And uh, they're looking at their calling, they're looking at where they're going, they're checking back a little bit behind that, and then they're connecting them with local teams around the world. And those teams talk to them, work with them, and uh, then they figure out together what God's will is and uh, they go through another conversation or two. And there's a a final sort of big conversation where they talk together and they make a decision together with the IMB and with our deployment department to be able to, to make sure that they're going uh, fully vetted and fully prepared to find the exact place for them to go.
0: Mm, that's good. I, w- I want to come back in a moment to kind of locations and and where you prioritize sending people. I want to come to that in a moment, but I'm interviewing you, talking with you. Obviously I'm here at a Christian college, a theological seminary. So I would love to ask the question, what what is, in in your opinion, what is the role of theological education for potential missionary candidates? Do you think missionaries need theological training? Is that a help? Is that a hindrance? How how does your organization think about that?
1: People need to have, theological education biblical theology i think is is very key we want people to understand god's word if god's word is the authority on which we go, and it's the authority that we are passing on to other people. We're not going with our opinion about what people need. We're going sharing what God has revealed to us. We understand the Bible as God's revealed word. And so we want people who are very familiar with that, who understand the ins and outs of it. We want people who understand the Old Testament and where its role is. We wanna have people who understand the New Testament and the New Testament's use of the Old Testament as they're building those things together so that when somebody opens God's word, that they are prepared to rightly divide the word of truth. There are different jobs that have different levels that they need to have it. We send out missionary doctors. We send out counselors. We send out some people who do agriculture and a variety of other things. But at the core of what they do, they must have that. That core that comes, yes, and we we want to, we really want them to understand God's word. Uh, we want that to come not just on a surface level, but to really get down into God's word and understand it. We also feel like having a basic understanding of hermeneutics is so key that you get from uh, seminaries. We want them to understand the way that systematic theology addresses questions. Uh, that are for today. Now, sometimes that systematic theology needs to be contextualized where they're going, because that culture may have a whole different set of questions that they're asking, but uh, but bringing that hermeneutical arc, so to speak, from God's Word to the present and into the reality of the people there. And, uh, you know, missiology, Uh, We feel like that's an important part of what they can get there from a seminary. We feel like seminaries and uh, Bible colleges are absolutely essential for people to be prepared to go Mm. to to the field.
0: Amen. That's good. Southern Seminary has strengthened our Master of Divinity degree to make it more effective than ever at preparing you for a lifetime of faithfulness. Your MDiv is now specialized as you can use your seven elective courses to extend your study and earn graduate certificates in areas like missions, Islamic studies, world religions, church planting and revitalization, and many more. Learn more about Southern Seminary's new MDiv at sbts.edu slash new MDiv. Earlier, you were talking about, you know, lostness and, and unreached and these kinds of things. So so where does the IMB primarily send people, and then maybe how how is location determined for a particular missionary or missionary family?
1: We feel that around the world, God has given His church the responsibility to carry out the missionary tasks locally and regionally, and ultimately internationally. And so we feel like part of our role is to get to where the gospel has it, where there's no one carrying out the missionary task or at just so few that you can't accomplish the task. So we're we're looking at the unreached peoples. Now, unreached people uh, in 2023, 2024 is different from what it was uh, 30 plus years ago when we went out, because we felt like uh, in those days that there was still strong churches in, in parts of Europe. But, you know, now, as we even look in Europe, we, we see that there, there are generations of people who have no idea. I, w- I was just talking with one of my Danish friends recently, and he said that he bumped into two young men who were from Denmark, and he was talking to them, and he prayed. And they said that was the first time they ever heard a prayer in Danish to the Lord God. Uh, now he said, well, weren't you confirmed? He said, well, we might've heard, but we didn't really pay, but we didn't know anybody who really prayed. Uh, so that that's a sign that some places is is very unreached when we find that there's very little scripture knowledge in a place or there's availability. So like where I first went in, in North Africa, when I went there, uh, it was, it was forbidden to actually sell or have Bibles in that place, um, and so it was a big deal. You could get arrested for giving out Bibles in that place, but, uh, you know, so we, we tried to find a new way so to be able to do that because those people were truly unreached. They, they had no way of hearing the gospel, and so one of the things that we see in the Great Commission is that we're to make disciples of all peoples, all nations, all of all of the ethnic around the world, and you can't make a disciple without God's word. You know, Jesus says in John eight thirty one, if you abide in my word, truly you'll be my disciple, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So you have to have God's word. Uh, in that. So about 91% of our folks are in places where there are little or no gospel witness and carrying out and church planting.
0: Yeah, I would just say, uh, and then maybe can you just briefly talk about how a location is chosen? Does the IMB choose that for the person or does the individual get a say in that? How does that work?
1: Well, it's sort of a both and uh, because when uh, a person goes to look at, at the world with 8 billion people in it, uh, and some of what a person might know is where there's a church partnership that they already have. might be a church. It might be a, a pretty developed field. Now, there are things that we do where they're developed fields. Sometimes that's some of that is theological education that we work in, but we want them to be able to, along with their church, to scope out the needs around the world. And so that's where we want to point out those things. We like them to go to where there's a team. We don't uh, promote people being just out there by themselves. And we want the church to be involved and the person to be involved, knowing that God places a particular call on people's lives. You know, we, we have general calls that God places on all of our lives for salvation and for learning to walk and be a good disciple. But sometimes the Lord places a particular call, like he's placed a particular call on your life to be a person who prepares workers for the harvest. Uh, For me, he put a a call on my life to, to get people to the places where there is no gospel.
0: Mm, Amen out of all the the mission-sending organizations in the world, what makes the IMB unique?
1: Well, I think the number one thing that makes us unique is the long journey of obedience together. Uh, I think the Lord calls His church to be on mission together and to be part of the sending. And I think the fact that, In our times of poverty and in the times of more affluence and in times of people liking Americans or not liking Americans, uh, we have had that that ongoing journey of obedience to God and trying to find the best ways for us to to facilitate Southern Baptist churches uh, to carry the gospel out together. We have plenty of things that uh, that the Lord's still working on us on and, and trying to help us go forward. We have that. And then the other thing that we have is a footprint around the world where people can go and be part of people who already have knowledge. And uh, we can take you to a place like when we first went out to North Africa, nobody had not only a language program for us, we found one of those, but we had to find somebody to help us with spiritual language. We want to be able to learn the vocabulary of the Bible. We want to learn the vocabulary of Christian prayer in places. Because where we went, people prayed every day. When you go with the IMB, we have people who will help. Who You're, you're not forging every path new. You're, you're able to, to join teams that can, can support you. And having an identity that will let you get... Uh, beyond where the missionary visa will go because you provide certain kinds of things that governments and other people want and gives you an identity to be able to associate with the people groups that you go to. You know, uh, there was probably a day when, you know, people welcomed missionaries. Uh, But today, you know, uh, we're still on mission but the the word missionary is not a biblical term. Uh, it's being a sent one. We're sent out, and we do a variety of things. Like Paul made tents, you know, and other other reasons for being. Luke was probably doing a little doctoring along the way when he was was going out, and and we can see those kind of things. So the IMB has ways to be able to have us on mission together, because we have a long obedience in the same direction for the Great Commission, and Southern Baptists have been faithful generation after generation and are renewing at this very moment, renewing that same pledge in these days to do the same thing, and our footprint around the world where we have people with varieties of experiences to help those along the way to accomplishing the task that God's called them to.
0: Mm, That's good. If you are weighing the call to ministry, the question you should be asking is not where will I prepare, but what faculty will I study with? When you choose a seminary, you choose a faculty. At Southern Seminary, you will study with our faculty of authors and scholars who are also faithful pastors and church leaders. I wanna invite you to come and meet our faculty by joining us on campus for preview day on April 12th and see why Southern Seminary is the place to prepare for a lifetime of faithfulness. To register, visit sbts.edu slash preview. I want to transition to some kind of quicker, quicker hitting questions. First question, your favorite missionary biography?
1: Faithful Witness, Timothy George, William Carey. Okay. Uh, you know, one of the reasons I like that is because he talks about his sister, who was an invalid, who laid on the couch and prayed for her brother all those years. And he said she was the power. She made all the difference. So there's lots of stuff in that book that's wow. great. Uh,
0: the next two questions are fill in the blank questions. The greatest challenge facing the IMB today is blank.
1: Is for, uh, for more and more people to be called out to go to the nations and for them to experience and know the power of God, to take them there and to care for them and help them to stay the course.
0: Hmm, that's good. The The best thing about serving with the IMB is blank.
1: Every day you get to see the power of God transforming lives that had no hope. We get to see families who were doomed now have life eternal, and generation after generation comes to know the Lord and follow Him.
0: Hmm. So maybe somebody's listening to this podcast episode right now, and they say, "Okay, Brother John, you've convinced me. I want to be sent with the IMB. What are their next steps? Uh, what advice would you give to them?"
1: Uh, thanks for asking that question, because I would say to them, "Hey, uh, go to the IMB website, find." Uh, deepen discipleship there. Go to your pastor, go to those folks and say, I want to walk through this with some other folks, some of the folks who will be my support team, who will be praying uh, for me and working for us in that, for you to give some uh, instruction on that, and read through and work through the New Testament. You know, uh, if you were going to play baseball, you need to know the rules of the game, and you'll need to know how to get ready at that. Well, the New Testament is what we carry out. It tells us what to do, how to do, and I would start right there uh, building that basis out of the church and seeing how I could move forward. At the same time, I would probably fill out a initial form and say, hey, I want to be in the process and I want to do these things along the way. But I wouldn't miss that essential part of not only you. And uh, if you're a wife, if you're married, you you and your wife, but I would have other people from the church and including your pastoral staff, having something to do with that, particularly building a support group in that church that would be helping you move forward. That would be the first thing I would do. Never forget that, you know, uh, if you don't have the Bible, you don't have what it takes to get there. And you need it both in your hand and in your heart and off your tongue. Mm. and then you can do almost anything.
0: Mm. Last question. What message would you want to communicate to IMB missionaries who might be listening to this podcast episode?
1: You have an adversary and he wants to discourage you. He wants to belittle what you are doing, but friend, brother, sister, colleague, don't allow that. Hear what, I hear, and when I look there, I hear the Lord saying, you know, when you stand around the throne, you're going to get to see peoples from every language, tribe, and nation, and you're going to get to participate because you're going to know how to sing in some of these other languages around the world. In 10,000 years, everything that you have done will matter when many other things that Satan wants to derail us to do really won't. Mm -hmm. And so trust that the Lord has given you an opportunity to do everything that matters in eternity for people around the world and just let his spirit and his pleasure come. I mean, if you're not feeling the Lord's pleasure, just go to him, talk to him, let him see how he can work and feel his pleasure in your life for what you're about. He loves people who are on task.
0: Mm. Brother John, thank you so much for your time and for the conversation today.
1: Well, thank you. Uh, This has been a great privilege just to be able to chat with you for a few minutes.
0: To hear more conversations like this, please subscribe to this podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media. Amazon to the Himalayas is brought to you by the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. At Southern Seminary, we're preparing the next wave of missionaries, church planters, Bible translators, and more for a lifetime of faithfulness to the Great Commission. To learn more about how Southern Seminary can prepare you to take the gospel from the Amazon to the Himalayas, visit sbts.edu. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.